Fire, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about two black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slay. And I am Torlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. Let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Jeez Louise posted this quote on her page and I just thought it was super appropriate um, for what's going on right now in, in burlesque. So thank you so much, Jeez Louise, for this amazing quote. Um, so, hey, (laughs) yes, we are back, you guys, and we're super excited to be here talking to you today. Um, so I guess we will just go ahead and get started as we typically do with our sparkle and shine. My home girls from Las Vegas, um, that I've known forever and that I've been in a group with, Rapunzel and Angel. When we went to Beehive, we went early. We went like Tuesday and we stayed at Rapunzel's house. Rapunzel gave me a weed. (laughs) We had such a good time. Then Angel came over Thursday, curled my hair and Rapunzel's been doing my hair forever. And so it was really good that they, you know, could come and do that and that they got to see the show. Yes. They got to see me. Yeah. And my other friend, um, Denise, got to see the show. We were all in this group. Devastation. So, uh, <laughs> and if you're in Vegas, you need to go to Hitsville so you can see Mirage. That's my friend. Um, but yeah, they're my sparkle and shine. My sparkle and shine goes out to Shakava. The reason I picked her this week was because she has a film that she's producing that will be coming out in the near uh, future. It's called Black Bombshells. And it's basically the history of Black Burlesque. It's a film that brings the heritage and legacy of Black burlesque performers into the spotlight. So I am super excited to see this film come to fruition. She did a teaser of the film at Behoff, and it was absolutely amazing. Please go to www.blackbombshell.net and sign up for her mailing list and subscribe. Keep up with the film. Make sure that you see it when it comes out. And just continue to support Shakava and all of the amazing work that she does. I was really excited to meet her at Behoff. Um, she is a lovely woman with a certain amount of gravitas to her personality that I really enjoy. So this shout out is to you, Shakava Honeychild. Thank you so much for all of the contributions that you make to burlesque as far as, you know, black performers and performers of color. You are a fantastic person and we are so very grateful to you for producing this film on the history of black burlesque. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and roll into Sepia's Slayspiration. So my Slayspiration, well, you're going to see that we're going to be talking about Beehoff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so 
my CPSL inspiration has to do with that, that we, I know we said, oh, well, we're going to be doing lives. We're going to be doing this. Yeah. And you got lives when we were in Super Target <laughs> on the way. And because the experience was so much. Yeah. And we didn't even think to take time to, uh, oh, well, I need to take a picture of this. I mean, so we even forgot to take pictures of us sometimes in the outfits you, you yeah. see too many pictures till like the end right um but it's we're all in society now we're all like looking and seeing stuff through our phone and so that we can post this on uh social media but you miss out on stuff you right. missed out on the the one little person going down, you know, in the casino doing something right. because you're on, you're on your phone so the inspiration for the week is slay seeing life through your eyes and not the lens of the camera. Yes. The picture is so much brighter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there are a bunch of, t- I mean, yeah, a bunch of folks that I was having conversations with mm-hmm. that, yeah, maybe I could have whipped out my phone and got a picture with them. Mm-hmm. But the conversation I was ha- having with that person in that moment was more important than, you know, sharing it with social media. Mm-hmm. I just like to be engaged yeah. in what's happening in the moment, um, which is why we kind of suck at social media in general. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times it's just, it's not the first thing that's on my mind when mm-hmm. I'm, especially when I'm in something like that. It was both of our first experience there. And I think we were both just so engaged with what's actually happening in that mm-hmm. moment that Social media seems really, really pale when you're standing there amongst all those fucking sparkly people. Yes. Like, yes. And yeah. And all that history with all the legends, <laughs> like, fuck social media. All the history, all, all the looks, every, everything yes. that went on. Yeah, and it was fabulous. Just that everybody was happy to be there. Yeah. So you would have missed it and you would have interrupted something, you know, yeah. filming them or, at, yeah. It takes the... It takes the moment out of the moment. It takes the realness out of the mm-hmm. moment when you stop it or interrupt yeah. it to take a picture or a boomerang mm-hmm. or a video clip. At least for me, like yeah. I lose track of where I was and then the conversation mm-hmm. fizzles and it just, I don't know. It just never really gets back to where it was when I do take those moments to pause and, and snap a picture or something like that. So yeah, agreed. Um, so, you know, we're trying to get better at it. We're trying to find a happy medium where we're not, um, stepping on the moment, but where we are still making sure that we're documenting what's happening because it is important, you know? Um, and especially now you can't really function in, in public and, and have a public forum like a podcast without being present on, on social media. It's an absolute necessity. So we're trying to figure out any, you know, any suggestions that you all have for us or of how we should be doing this or what we could do better. We definitely love to hear from you. So, you know, shoot us an email, showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Do you want to be the person following us around and doing our social media <laughs> I feel for like us? We so... need someone to do our social media for yeah, us. Yeah, just we just ain't got no money. Phone on the podcast, uh, on a, on a on stick or something stick like selfie stick. Just yeah, around. I don't know. We need something. We need supervision, people. Yeah, we do need supervision. We need supervision. That's another. Yeah, that's a whole other. We'll get to that later. Yeah. 
So now we're going to go ahead and roll into showgirl self-care. And I do want to give a content warning here that we are going to be discussing mental illness and suicidal ideation. So if those are things that are triggering for you, you may want to go ahead and fast forward to the next segment. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to say that it's okay to not be okay. And it's also okay to give yourself permission to fall apart. Yes, we've seen the tragedies of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and, and their choice to, um, to leave us. And there is no judgment in that um, when someone makes the decision to take their own life, it's always because they are in incredible pain. And, you know, it's not about selfishness. It's not about any of those things that I hear people saying, those ignorant things that that they don't understand what it's like to be in that very dark place. It's a really difficult subject to broach, and I'm not going to get very deep into it. I just want to say that if you're concerned about people in your life, don't ask them to reach out to you because in a lot of cases they can't. You need to make the effort to reach out to them. And it's not just one phone call or one text message. If you're really concerned about someone, you need to continuously reach out because when someone is in a place like that, they're not often able to receive people trying to help them. So you have to make a real effort, not just a a tokenized effort. The other thing to note, please don't just throw the suicide hotline in people's faces. Um, That doesn't work for everybody. And not everyone has had the most positive experience with that hotline. There are other resources out there. I'm going to put some of my faves in the show notes so that people can kind of take a look. Don't judge people who make the decision to commit suicide negatively. You You literally do not know what was going on with them. And nor is it your fault that anyone decides to do this. But just in general... Give yourself permission to fall apart if you need to fall apart, if you need to check out for a while, if you need to have a seat, if you need to not perform, if you need to, you know, scream, holler and throw things, whatever it is that you need to do, just give yourself permission to do those things so you can get back to a place of being okay in the world. Because being okay in the world is not always easy. And also, I am always available to listen. I'm always available to just be with someone who is be hold space for someone who is experiencing a difficulty because sometimes you don't need people to say anything to you, right? You just don't want to hear anything. You just need to, to talk or be in your moment or whatever it is that you need to do. And I'm always there to hold space for someone. And I have my list of folks that I am always checking in on to make sure that they're okay. You know, form a a check-in network with your, with your friends, you know, and just make the commitment to check in on each other every once in a while and and really check in on each other, you know, because I mean, I know for me, when I was suicidal, no one really knew how bad things were for me. So um, I just, I don't know, I just felt the need to say that it's okay to give your permission, not yourself permission not to be okay. And this world where we see so many sparkly representations of what's going on in people's lives, it's just, it's, it's a reminder that you need, you know, you're, you're seeing their top 10 moments, you know, at any given time, but people very seldom put out, you know, their, their rock bottoms for us to see. So we all have them, you know, so just make sure that you're, you're living your life in a way where you give yourself permission to fall apart and you give yourself permission not to be okay if that's where you are. 
Now we are going to go ahead and roll into our early biz of the week. And this week, I decided to go ahead and highlight Come One, Come All Fashions, or COCA. They were at Behoff over the weekend, and they had the most amazing jewelry pieces, right? Yeah. So you see everybody with their necklaces, with the with the rhinestone letters with their names on them and all of those big, beautiful, sparkly uh, jewelry pieces that a lot of people wear. They are the folks that are the purveyors of a lot of that stuff that you see. So uh, you can go to www.lovecoca.com and that's L-O-V-E-C-O-C-A. I bought a beautiful multicolored jeweled necklace and earring set to wear with this amazing <laughs> uh, vintage dress that I bought at Behoff. Please make sure that you go over to their website and, and check them out. They do vend in a lot of places, and if you have a show and you want them to vend, they are available to vend. So on their website, you can go ahead and reach out to them for that. And you can also shop and order online there. And you can also find them on Facebook and on Instagram at Love Coca Fashion, and that's L-O-V-E-C-O-C-A-F-A-S-H-I-O-N. So definitely go and check them out. Their prices are great. They're great. I love my jewelry that I got from them. They're fantastic. So And, and you got yep. a necklace from I them, too. I got a necklace, and I think that's where the necklace and earrings that um, my legend gave me. Oh, that's right. Your legend mm-hmm. did give you a necklace. Mm-hmm. And that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like tawny AB stones. They were really, really beautiful. That was special. That was so sweet of her. So, we were at Beehive walking around in those procrastination dresses that I made. Um, <laughs> And I have a new name for them. They're twirl butt dresses. So I know you saw the African print one that she wore um, at Viva Las Vegas that everyone liked. And this time I made one a little different. It still had the low back that was um, a green animal print. Well, I am going to start to sell them. Yay! Yes, y'all. Sepia Cells is going to sell you. Sepia Cells is going to sell. Um, so going to sell the sleigh. I'm going to sell the sleigh. <laughs> I've had a couple of people who have asked. Amanda, Simone, mm-hmm. uh, Eja. People want the dresses. So they're going to start at $50. I'm going to start to go and purchase some different fabric. So if you just want a red one, then I'll send. I'll find the fabric. And I'll send it to you. Um, it may most likely it'll be a print. Just email me with your measurements so we can make sure that it, it fits you properly. And in about two weeks after you email, you should be able to get your, your dress. That's awesome. You guys, these dresses fit like a dream. They're super fucking comfortable. The competition night, the tournament of tees for Behoff is a long show. <laughs> Yes. And that's the night that I wore that animal print dress that CPU made for me. And I was very comfortable. Yes. It was a long show. It's a fantastic show, but it's a long show. So sitting there in something that's going to be really uncomfortable would have been terrible for me because I'm a fidgeter. Uh, But this dress fit like a dream. I was completely comfortable the whole night. Yeah. So, yeah. Get yourself 
Uh, yeah, and you can you can dress them up and dress them down, so they're they're perfect for you know if you're in the day, and then you go out and just put on some different heels mm-hmm. and jewelry. Yeah, you know, zhuzh mm-hmm. up your makeup. They're also great, I think, for curtain call because they're so yeah. easy to get into, yes. right? So if you're, you know, you're performing, you're rushing to get back out on stage for mm-hmm. curtain call, it looks great, it's yep. sexy, they hug mm-hmm. the body, but they don't squeeze the body. So you're going to look fabulous in it. It's easy to get into. Like you said, it's super versatile. It can be worn pretty much anywhere. So, yeah, get on this whole sepia sews. Selling the Slay collection. <laughs> yeah, so just um, email me at uh, showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com or sepiajewel at gmail.com and say you want the twirl ass dress. <laughs> That's what it's going to be called, the twirl ass dress. Oh, Lord. you want it to lace up the back or the back just to be open. Yeah, because the one you made for me for Beehive just had the crisscross yeah. straps and it was yeah. super low, mm-hmm. um, which was, they're both adorable, Yeah, mine was, mine was a little different, but. Yeah, your dress was fantastic. That animal print foil fat. She made that one too, y'all. Okay. And the dress that she wore on Thursday night. Because we were, we were kind of up in there. Yeah, so Sepia had all... Her stuff, even though she says they're procrastination dresses, they were fantastic. So get with her and get your dress. Get your twirl ass dress. Get your twirl ass dress. (laughs) Now we're going to go ahead and move into our glitter box. And first and foremost in the glitter box this week, I would love to give a shout out to the Pixie Sticks burlesque um we put out a call to action because we really need to raise some funds for the podcast we are growing and expand and expanding and and doing some different projects we'll get into that later but we're really trying to raise some funds and they came through they hit us up on our paypal account and we're super super excited for their support and for them you know always cheering us on and being amazing. So um, thank you so very much, Pixie Six. You guys rock, and we really, really appreciate your support. Um, And we do have a letter here in our glitter box. When I was in Vancouver, talking to some of my, my new burlesque friends, trying to find out about their experience as a burlesque performer of color or indigenous burlesque performer and one of the performers got back to me hey sepia sorry for the delay on answering these my community has been dealing with a lot of disclosures of unsafe members lately and i've been trying to take a break from things thanks for your patience excited to hear about your behalf experience sob so the first question um your burlesque name and how you came up with it My name intersects my biracial identity. Beatrice was the name of my Filipino grandmother, and Bellissima means beautiful in Italian, which is where my mother is from. So the next question, how you got into burlesque? I came to burlesque accidentally in 2006. Found some people I wanted to be friends with and was introduced to the community and fell in love. Okay, the next question. How much your cultural racial identity is tied into your burlesque choices about act and costume? So her answer is, honestly, not much. I struggled with my identity for many years and continue to do so. 
Only recently have I embraced some of my Filipino traditional dress and hoping to incorporate this into an act in the future. The next question was, what do you think of appropriation versus appreciation? And her answer is, this is such a difficult question. I feel a lot of the time it depends on how much a person researches and does their homework before using elements from other cultures. But I still feel like people need to recognize their privilege when doing so. I am continuing to research and do work around this topic. So then we asked her, what is your definition of appropriation? Cultural appropriation is when someone from a dominant culture adopts or uses elements from a minority culture. The last question is, have you, ex have you had any questionable experiences while showgirling as POC? And her answer is, I've been othered on the stage by MCs, told that I'm performing too much because I'm a POC, that I was only accepted to certain festivals because I'm a POC, and that I'm not really Asian. <laughs> okay. Um, there are lots of microaggressions, and my location impacts my experience as well. Where I'm from has a predominantly white blessed scene. Thank you, B, for answering the questions. That last one, I think, was the one that really stuck out to me, where, you know, you have people telling people of color um, or people who are othered in mainstream mm -hmm. society that they're getting opportunities to perform strictly because they are, you know, a marginalized person. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing about that is, is how many opportunities do you not get because you're a marginalized person? performer exactly. right so it's just like that's not the case like no one's getting anything more than anyone else mm -hmm. because you know they're marginalized if anything marginalized communities have now gone and created their own you know shows and productions exactly. so that they can have visibility mm -hmm. but those productions in no way are the dominant force within burlesque okay so just because someone books a show in one of those particular, you know, uh, create newly created lanes for performers who have decided that they would like more visibil visibility for themselves or other marginalized folks in general does not mean that the mainstream does not still exist and that people are not still being discriminated against as performers and not being given opportunities in that lane. That's just crazy to me that people think that that's a real thing mm -hmm. and also feel like they have balls enough to say that to a marginalized person. Like, who and the entire actual fuck do you think you are? That is just absolute insanity it, to me. It's, it's insanity. And if anyone has ever seen her perform, you know why she's performing everywhere. I mean, fabulous. Yes. So we would also like to extend this... Um, opportunities to kind of write in and answer these questions to other folks in the burlesque community. I'm going to go ahead and create a, uh, a page on our website that has a Google form so that anyone who's interested in filling out that questionnaire can go ahead and do so. We would really, really love to hear from you and really love to highlight your experiences as a person of color or otherwise marginalized person in burlesque. So um, our website is www.showgirlsundaydinner.com and I'm going to create a whole separate 
clickable page that'll be on the main menu where you can click on that and then fill out that Google form um, if you would like to submit to that. I think it would be really interesting to keep the conversation going and we would love to hear from more of you. So one additional thing that we want to add in this segment um, is we are now super excited to be partnering with Bonfire Radio. Yes. To all of the athletes to, to Bonfire. Um, we love them. And so what we're going to be doing is partnering with them to broadcast on their online open source radio channel. The way we're rolling this out is that every other Sunday, we will be doing an episode on www.bonfire.com called Sugar Girl Sunday Dinner Reheated. Uh, we did our first one last Sunday on the 10th, and um, we actually went ahead and reheated episode two. We're not going to tell you what episodes we're reheating. You're just going to have to tune in to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to be putting some instructions up on the web, on our website on how to access Chevrolet Sunday Dinner Reheated. All of the dates are on our calendar on the website, so you'll be able to see what Sundays you're getting a new episode and what Sundays we'll be doing a live stream via Bonfire Radio. The way it works with Bonfire is that we will be in their chat room on the website and we will be also live tweeting on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Um, and we're going to use the hashtag. For the, we're just going to limit it to one hashtag. Now there were too many. We're just going to do hashtag SGSD reheated on that for the live tweet. Um, and we're going to just be it's going to be our live reactions to what's happening on the broadcast. And we had an amazing conversation on Sunday with some of our dinner guests in the chat room. Jeff was there. Mm-hmm. My friend Nina from LA was up to chat. Mm-hmm. Who else was Millie in there? Was Millie was there. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, we had a bunch of folks in yeah, there. We did. It, it was, was fun. so fun. So we were just giggling and talking about the episode and how many things have changed mm-hmm. for both of us I know. since it's we started. It was just a lot. And it was an awesome way to kind of reflect on where we were and where we are now in just such a very short amount of time. Like we are so like unbelievably blessed in burlesque. We would love for you all to join us on the live tweets and and the live chat room. And then also you'll get your normal episode every other week. Um, So like I said, if you go to Showgirl Sunday dinner, I'm going to also put a new tab on the website that says SGSD and Bonfire Radio. You'll be able to click on that, get instructions on how to access the live chat on your phone or on your computer because there's an app that you need to download called the TuneIn app. And then it's a free app in order to, to you know, um, pull all of this up on your phone and listen live and also be able to participate in the chat room. Um, so we're going to put those instructions up. Um, but what will eventually happen is come September... We will go back to doing all new episodes. The reheated will end, and we're going back to doing a new episode every week instead of every other week, and we're switching to a live format. So the episode will air on Sundays live on Bonfire Radio, and it will be recorded, and then you will find the upload on SoundCloud and iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So we're changing our format. We're changing the way we do things. We're going to need to buy some new equipment. Mm-hmm. That's why we need some money. Yes. Uh, we need better mics and just, a, you know, a mixer and all different kinds of things that we need so that the live broadcast sounds amazing. Uh, we're going to be doing more interviews with people. We're going to have more guests and some amazing guests. CP and I are working our 
asses off to bring you some incredible content coming up. We're really trying to make this grow. So we love you all. And, you know, we're so excited and we really appreciate your support. Um, if you can hit us up on PayPal or become a patron, it would be amazing. All of the links to donate to the podcast are in the show notes. So please check those out and, you know, kick us a couple of dollars if you can, mm-hmm. you know, so we can continue to grow. Yeah. And um, check out some of the other shows on Bonfire. Yes. They have um, tons of shows. They have tons of shows. And music programs. Yes. Like just really, and like music that I have not either A, have never heard. Or B, haven't heard in a really long time. Like, my playlists have expanded so much just by listening to Bonfire Radio incessantly now over the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, check out Bonfire Radio, www.bonfireradio.com. Support open source radio. Support, you know, Black-owned businesses. Support, you know, Black podcasting. You know, help us out because we're really, really trying to grow and, and bring you guys amazing content. We are going into our DCS back. And my mind is so blown because <laughs> all the legends that were at the um, Burlesque Hall of Fame and the Legends panel and seeing them throughout the day and talking with them. So it's we'll be talking about them some more yeah. um, during the Dine and Dish, but... And then I, I had the opportunity to uh, escort a legend, which yeah. I'll talk about in the dining dish. But our um, DZS fact for the week is Shauna the Black Venus. Oh, my God. And Ooh. if you can see the picture that I'm looking at. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's amazing. Um, and so sweet. Oh, my God. So she's sweet. so sweet. Yeah. She started her career span from 1969 to 1994. And her acts consi- uh, consisted of fire shows. So she would eat fire, blow fire, fire castles, and everything. And um, so how she got started was actually kind of by accident. She had gone out with her friends and it was amateur night at this little go-go bar. And so <laughs> she did it and she liked it and that was it. That, that was that was it. She was um, so she would travel, you know, throughout the United States. She didn't travel as much as some other um performers because she was married. One of her favorite places to work was the Ponderosa Sun Club in Roselawn, Indiana. And there's, I mean, a list of places that she worked at. This one place called the Palace. I wish they had burlesque yeah. clubs like yeah. they did back in the day. That um, whole circuit. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this was her first burlesque hall of fame that she came to and she said she felt like a queen (laughs) when I was talking to her she was breaking down because she felt so cherished by all the people that came up to her but more so by the women of color who Mm -hmm. came up to her and everyone said the same thing thanked her um, just for making a way mm-hmm. for us. Um, so yeah, we have to get these legends in, in more shows yeah. and, um, 
And we have to thank Gina Bonbon for getting her. Uh, yes, Gina Bonbon <laughs> so, told her to come on. Yeah, and so we, but she is, she's gorgeous and she's sweet. She's happily retired. She was a nurse, so she's still doing some, some home care every once in a while, right. you know. Yeah, she was so excited. She's ready to to go back to Burles Hall of Fame. and I hope so. she comes next year. I really enjoyed chatting with her. She's so beautiful. She is. Like, she's just, she's such a beautiful woman. Like, yeah. And her smile, like, she was just, oh, she was so yeah, And the other thing that she was so happy about was seeing all of the women of color mm-hmm. in one place. Mm-hmm. Because in the 20-year span that she worked, she rarely if at all, worked with another black woman. Um, there may have been someone of some other ethnicity, right. but not a black woman booked on the same stage as she was. That's, wow. And That's very telling. Yeah, support a legend. Support the legends. Book a legend, because these ladies are performing, and when I tell you they let us have it at Hall, they tore the stage down, okay? Yes, they did. They acted out, acted up. Just did the most. Yeah. And I was there for every single yes, second of it. Yes. I'm cheering more, more, more. Yes. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yes. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, and a lot of them are like, are still performing yes. and, and still taking bookings. So, uh, look into it and book a legend for your show. You'll, you'll thank yourself and the audience will thank you as well. And now we're going to go ahead and move into our PhD in Slayology. And this week in the PhD of Slayology, I just couldn't help it. There's two of them, y'all. So just bear with me. So our PhD in Slayology this week are none other than G. Louise, the honey badger of burlesque, and Lola Van Ella, the derriere beyond compare. Now, G's and Lola. Together. Okay. This, <laughs> this is a storm of amazing proportions people um they slayed they slayed it was so good their chemistry is fantastic and then when you added bazooka joe and midnight martini acting a fool up there and see with them it was just mm-hmm. sunday was pure magic it was it was a perfect way to cap off the weekend mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what to say these women are so talented and so phenomenal and just such quintessential showgirls okay yes these women are professional and messy in the best ways at the same goddamn time Mm -hmm. how do you do that Mm -hmm. all right they are hilarious and just they're just i don't know i hope that they get booked to do more hosting events at you know international and national burlesque festivals people need to see them they need to be out there just doing their thing in the world they deserve to just be showgirling full-time, and and working constantly if that's what they want. Um, because they deserve. They just deserve. So, you know what my favorite... Well, there's a whole bunch... Of, my favorite part was when they were getting ready to introduce... Um, uh, was it Michelle Lamour? Yes, I believe it was and Michelle Lamour. So, G sits on and pulls her dress up and... She's talking with her butt, and um, and Lola's like, wait a minute, oh, I don't recognize my dialect. She's <laughs> translating G. Louise's butt Morris code. It was like ass 
Morris code. Yes. Yeah. Morass code. Morass code. So G's with like her ass face in the audience. She's sitting backwards on chair and she's doing, you know, Morass code. Lola Vanella was interpreting for us. And at times, you know, G's was using a dialect that Lola wasn't familiar yes, with. Yes, she wasn't familiar with. And, you know, she just had to read it. She had to read the code again mm-hmm. and give it to us. Um, I felt as if it was a fantastic mode of communicating with the audience. I couldn't mm-hmm. have asked mm-hmm. for... I hope that someday I am good enough to be introduced to an audience and more mm-hmm. ass code. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work really hard to get there. And I'm sure M- uh, Michelle was really appreciated because they got her act down. Oh, yeah. That went, yes. They did an amazing job. They did an amazing they job. They were so good. Um, one day that we, we're like that. I mean, you know, we can, we can hope. We're just silly and we don't. But we're also fabulous. We are. I mean, there's that. That's so true. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, Louise is an award-winning performer, um, and she is a lethal combination of drama, hilarity, and killer kinetics. Um, she's taken the country by storm, and also uh, she's a producer. Um, she is a title winner. Um, she is just... Amazing. She produces Jeezy's Juke Joint, a Black Burley Q review, which is a show that is on my bucket list. That's for mm-hmm. damn sure. Um, she's a Midwest girl, a Midwest pearl. We really, really, really love this woman. Um, so, and then Lola Vanella, who's also out in the Midwest. Uh, she is an international burlesque singer, dancer, producer, instructor, and MC. Um, she is a premier name in burlesque. And she performs and produces many shows, and uh, including Show Me, which she works with with G's on Show Me Burlesque. Um, she's the CEO of Van Ella Productions and Studio, which is a, a studio, a production company, and dance studio in St. Louis. Um, and she teaches at different festivals. She also teaches at different universities all over the country. Um, she's also a title holder. And, um, yeah, she's just an all-around fantastic broad. I don't know what else to say. Like, she just... And the two of them, each, they're both incredibly dynamic and fantastic on their own. Mm-hmm. But, but when together. you put them together, it is like... I don't know. It's, it's just... It is a show of epic proportions. Because mm-hmm. no matter what else happens on that stage, the audience is going to be happy mm-hmm. because they're hosting. So, just... Thank you, thank you, thank you, you both so much for being so incredible and for sharing so generously with all of us your gifts and your talents. We really appreciate it, and we wish you all the best. Yeah. Oh, you thought. Because Trixie Spittle is disrespectful to pretty much anyone who's not white and cisgendered and whatever. Her, basically. And, and her squad whomever she's friends with. She's trash. A lot of you have seen that video. I watched maybe six, seven minutes of it, and I was afraid that my phone was going to ring and someone was going to say, seven days. Um, <laughs> that did happen. I felt like someone was sucking the soul out of my body as I was watching it. Like, you know, like those little doozers that were in the dark crystal that the Skeksis were, like, stealing their life force from? Like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like someone was putting beams into my eyes and sucking out my youth, my vitality, and my love for life. I don't know why her bitch ass felt like 
it was okay for her to make that dumpster fire of a video or who the fuck she thinks she is to give a state of burlesque address? How? How are you deliver? How are you speaking for any of us considering your fucking shenanigans? Okay. You're backing up a racist. You're backing up someone who has sexually assaulted people. Um, no, you are not anybody's representative in burlesque. Okay. Like no one wants to work with you because you don't represent burlesque, okay? It has nothing to do with anything wrong going on in burlesque, girl. You were sleeping in your van and showering at your yoga studio. It's <laughs> tears for you, okay? Because of yourself. <laughs> That's your fault, bitch. The burlesque community didn't do shit to you, okay? You did that shit to yourself by being a dumpster fire. And they let your ass burn for so long. Like, they let you cook. Okay, because you were still booking gigs and you were still doing shit while you're running your mouth and talking shit. So now you're mad because you have to be accountable and people are calling you to the carpet for your shit. You are not being bullied if someone is reading you for filth because you are filth, bitch. That's not bullying. That is someone holding you accountable because you refuse to hold yourself accountable and people are sick of your shit. No, tricky little bitch. You can't fuck with us if you wanted to. This burlesque, we are integrated, and we're going to read you. Okay? That's my rap. <laughs> Do I need a beat? No, we don't need a beat. I, I just, I'm done. I feel everyone is super triggered by this. Like, the stuff, there's been so much written and so much energy put into this bullshit on Facebook. And she really doesn't deserve it. But I do appreciate the conversations that are happening. And I do appreciate the generalized sense. Um, that she's trash. Yeah. And the people that are jumping on her bandwagon and people saying, oh, well, we, we have bigger things to think about than Trixie. There's, um, we can do we more can, than one we thing. We can do more than one thing at a time. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is capable of caring for more than one thing or fighting more than one fight at a, at a time. Right. Yeah. And just because there are all kinds of tragedies going on around the world doesn't mean that we ignore trash fire as Trixie. That's not how this works. Yeah, because no, no one was even thinking about her until she came out with the, the, the video. So you don't need to go and start a whole bunch of shit. Well, and I don't think she can help herself. Because when she put that backwards, stupid-ass love thing on, on that, all that bullshit that she's doing, like, it's all performative and it's all stupid and you're still racist and you're still a fucking mess and you just need to go. No one wants you. No one wants that kind of shit and burlesque and you weeded yourself out. No one did this to you, girl. You did this to yourself by being trash. You want to talk about our instance? Oh, I guess we have a whole, another, another person who thought wrong too. Um, so... While Stevie and I were at Behoff, I had an unfortunate encounter with a certain individual who will remain nameless because she's not worth giving life. This individual decided to have a conversation with me and uh, during this conversation decided to let me know that they wouldn't have talked to me five years ago because of their own racism, anti-blackness, whatever you want to call it. Now, I don't really understand what the point of saying that to someone is, because if you need to highlight that, then that leads me to believe that you still have issues with anti-blackness. Also, it leads me to believe that you want some type of cookie from me because you've decided to address your anti-blackness. See, here's the thing. If you decide to be a better person, then just go be a better person. And I'm all for growth. That's fine. But leave the marginalized people 
that you were hating on or discriminating on against or being bigoted towards, leave us the fuck out of you fixing yourself. Okay? Um, take it upon yourself to stop being trash and leave us the fuck out of it. You don't get to ask people of color to feel sorry for you because you're trash. That's not what we're here for. We don't owe you shit. Like, don't do stuff like that. What the fuck is wrong with you? And and people need to just learn about appropriate conversations in appropriate places. Right. And that was not the place. Everyone no. was there to enjoy themselves. We actually were volunteering. Yes. And this person was volunteering. Right. And so if, if that's the kind of conversations you're having with her, with Twilicia, what other kind of conversations are you having with other people? No one needs or cares about what your personal feelings on race no. is at that point. Everyone was there to enjoy seeing different burlesque performers perform, enjoy their time there. That's what that was about. It wasn't about... It wasn't about you trying to play the yeah. Oppression Olympics with me because I don't play those games. None of that was appropriate. You know, and I I study race relations. This is a part of what I go to school for. So these are conversations that I have daily. This is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how these conversations should go when you are speaking to another marginalized person. And, you, you know, you're not an ally. You're a performative individual that still has issues with Black people in particular. And you need to go on about yourself and about your life and figure out how to deal with that on your own. I don't owe you shit. No other Black person owes you shit. Figure out what your problem is on your own. There is so much information out there available. There are so many books available that you can read. It's not my job to teach you how to not be trash towards black people. And it's also not for you to go ahead and, and start some shit with me at Behoff when I'm volunteering at a table. It was completely inappropriate. And I just don't understand how we went from just having a regular conversation to it going to that. Yeah, and then we realized that this we, is a problematic we, person anyway you we know who you are and you were problematic and you already treated another black like person this yes. way by calling them out of their name for no reason right so that wasn't five years ago so that was this year that was this year so you still have those same issues and those issues are your issues right you don't have the luxury of of putting it on someone else or having us try to figure out, you know, help you figure out how to deal with it. No, that's not our job. That's your job. It's also another thing. Here we are once again, talking about someone who refuses to be accountable for their own shit. So these, these two individuals that are this topic or the subject of what you thought this week have a similar problem and many allies, quote unquote allies do. And see, here's the thing. You can be a marginalized person and still be anti-black. We talked about this before. Okay. But if you have to hold yourself accountable for those things, it's not our responsibility to fix it for you. It's just not, you don't get to ask us for that. We've done enough labor. Okay, like I said, we have talked about this until we're blue in the face. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure some other black person has told you about yourself. I don't mm-hmm. even know how many times over. If it continues to fall on deaf ears, then the problem is you. Don't ask us for shit. People, be accountable for what comes out your mouth. Everyone makes mistakes. Yes. So learn from those. Don't keep making the same, the same, doing the same thing over and over. And this individual 
does the same thing over and over. They just open up their mouth and shit just comes out. Mm -hmm. And then they turn around and, you know, will be passive aggressive Mm -hmm. and... It's, oh, it's not their fault. Oh, it's not my fault. Right. It's never their fault, but you said it. Yeah. So but you said it. You control the words that come out your mouth. Right. If not, don't speak. No one can make you talk. Yes. You don't have to get into those conversations. You don't. You don't have to start those conversations. Exactly. You started that conversation. She absolutely did. Because you know me. Okay, I'm exactly. done with school. I'm not trying to do. Listen, I needed a moment. And I was trying to enjoy Beehaw. I did not mm-hmm. want that. And we were unsupervised, but we were trying to be on our best behavior. She might be happy she's not meeting me about 15 years ago or so, even 20 years ago, um, because it would have been a different type of conversation. I have grown up a lot, and even though I was petty <laughs> with it, still I have grown up a lot. And I don't care. Sometimes, you know, I'm working on it. I'm nowhere near as petty as I used to be. But sometimes the petty just gets to you. And honestly, I did. it wasn't petty. Like, why would you start this shit with me? It just, it made no and, sense. And if anyone was being petty, it was her. Oh, yeah. Because you don't start conversations like that with people that you don't know. Right. We're not friends. Yeah. And again, the the reason for her doing all that, it was a performative thing. Like, it was like, she's putting on this show for me. Like, she wants me to tell her that it's like what she's doing is okay. And it's not. It's just not. Chill. Think. Think before you speak. Or shut the fuck up. Exactly. Like you always say, that's free. Shutting up is free. You do and not have to speak. You do have to have a conversation. You, you could have talked about all the... Of all the things to talk about, you could have talked about all the venues, all the shows the day before, what you're going to wear for the the animal print night, what you're going to do. All these so things, things could have been discussed. It just... But then you choose that. It, and it came... It literally came out of nowhere because it was absolutely not something that I was trying to really get into. Like, it, it just... No. I don't, I don't talk about stuff like that with people that I'm not friends with. I'm not putting myself out on the front lines to educate or not even educate because they're not open to hearing it. Like, I'm not trying to talk to the obtuse tricksies of the world. They don't hear shit. They think they know everything. They're not trying to listen to people like me. And I'm not trying to have those conversations with them because it ends up affecting me negatively in a way, and they've gone on about their lives and forgotten mm-hmm. about it. And I'm in a shambles from the conversation. Exactly. And I don't interact in those ways anymore. I pick my battles. I know what I do to try to increase awareness and the things and the things that I'm working on, you know, with writing and things of that nature, you know, where I'm not having to personally stand there and have you lambast me because you're a fucking bigoted ass racist for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I have my things that I do. I've picked the ways in which I know are most effective for me to fight that will affect masses of people. But I'm not having one-on-one conversations like this with people like this. It, it's just not worth it. my time or my energy or my intellect or my magic or, or any of it. Like, I just, I don't engage in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And, it's kind of a violation. And a, yes, it, it was. It was because you, you weren't there for that. No, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, that was trash, and, yeah, 
people, I think the biggest takeaway from this is, number one, stop being trash. Number two, be accountable for your shit if you are trash, right? Stop doubling down, all right? It's ridiculous. You're fucking wrong. Just accept that you're wrong, all right? And number three, when people take you to task for your shit and they don't want to work with you because you're trash and they don't want to book you because you're trash and they don't fuck with you because you're trash, that's not bullying. That's you being held accountable and people choosing not to fuck with you because you are trash. It's not about you not being able to have free speech. You can say and do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm so sorry. Those things have consequences and people don't have to fuck with you if they think that you're trash. That's just the way it rolls, okay? And the burlesque community is changing. People are not putting up with that fuck shit anymore. So you're just going to have to adapt. You can either shut the fuck up or change. Those are your choices. Um, I'm just reading. Oh, I Lord. didn't read this part in this thread that I guess phase three, G says, of the revolution is calling the police on online bullies. Oh, yeah. I saw her write that. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're, don't call the police on black people. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You don't do that, okay? Because you know what? Wellness checks and things like that are not what the police do. They're not trained for things like that. We have seen the police actually murder people when they've been called to deal with someone who is having a mental breakdown. Yes. All right? We've seen black people be murdered by the police when someone has called to help, quote unquote, assist a person who is in a psychotic break. Do not call the police on black people. And I'm tired of these passive aggressive fucking mayonnaise tainted folks calling the police on black people for peopling. Leave us the fuck alone. We can barbecue. We can hang out. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Stop calling the police. Because you saw the latest on them calling on the fine ass. uh, Oh, Lion Bay. doing his job and she's screaming at him about flammable materials and all this kind of and wait a minute you don't even own the building or the parking lot how are you going to come over there and tell somebody that they can't do any work you get a paycheck you can get fired that's not your property she was a mess stop doing this like you are you are putting someone in the place where they could lose their lives because you don't like their presence in your space. You're uncomfortable with a black person being around you. Or for like, whatever reason that you need to feel superior, why does a grown man need to feel superior to a 10-year-old boy that you put handcuffs on them because you're looking for a teenager and this boy urinates on himself? You have him scared so much and he's not even the person or even fit the description of what you want. You're attacking children again. The biggest reason behind it is hatred. Mm-hmm. And hatred starts within the self. Yes. Okay? Like, hatred springs from self-hate, and then you hate others as a result of that. It's toxic. It grows. And when you don't love yourself, it's impossible to love other people. And that's what this is about. For whatever fuck it, fucked up ass reason, they hate themselves. And then they want to fucking take it out on everybody else. I'm proud of our community for the reaction. Yes. Because too. the overwhelming response has been, this kind of shit is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And fuck you. Exactly. You know, so I, I am very proud to be a part of this community because, see, um, the burlesque community has been extremely supportive of me. Mm, yes, me too. And I am extremely supportive of the burlesque community. 
right? If I see somebody in need, I'm going to help them, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I don't think that the community is the problem. No, the community is not the problem. Uh, That's you, boo. Do you like us? Do you love us? Do Do you you want want more more of of us? You know you do. And we know how you can help us continue serving up all this hot, burly goodness every week. Because we cannot slay on glitter and rhinestones alone. Please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash showgirl Sunday dinner if you want to donate monthly. You can support the SGSD crew for only $2 per month. We also accept donations via PayPal at www.paypal.me backslash showgirl Sunday dinner. Please donate to the Sparkle and Shine Fund today. We appreciate all your love and support. Body rolls! <laughs> now um, it is time for our most favoritist part of the show. Dine and dish. And yes, bitch, we are still talking about Beehawk. Yes! yes! <laughs> Um, do you want to break it down by day? Yeah, let's break it down by day. Okay. Um, so we left on Tuesday. I finished my semester on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I literally had not slept in days. Threw things in a bag on Tuesday morning as Sepia was coming to pick me up and prayed that I had enough clothes or things that were cute enough to wear for Beehoff because I was scared. Like, I saw people posting on Facebook, like, like the, all of the things that they had done to prepare their wardrobe. I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? Like, yeah, I don't know. Spreadsheets and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have anything, like, fancy enough for this. That's how I felt. I was very nervous. I felt like I was about to walk into, like, a shoot at Vogue. But we did. Honestly, we did. the fashions were fabulous. So we leave here. We drive out there. We're on the road. Um, we decided that we were going to name ourselves Burlesque <laughs> Oprah. So CBS Burlesque Oprah and I'm Showgirl Gail. So we were reporting live from the road. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had to stop the Target because we're yeah. us. And it was a super Target. Yes. And Target is my favorite store. And so we had to do the panorama view yes. of Target. And we were in there for, we would have made it to Vegas a lot quicker. But we were <laughs> we were playing in the we Target. We were playing in the Target. So we purchased some stuff. Then we sat down in the Starbucks little location and ate and this and that. We were fucking playing in Target, y'all. It was a <laughs> And it was a little calming. I was a little calmer. See, we have been freaking out, you guys. <gasps> anyway, so we roll into Vegas. And then we get to Rapunza. Rapunza is Sepia's long-time friend and also you guys perform together right yeah we perform together it's like i've known her since middle school wow so she used to do fashion auctions at different clubs okay. lingerie fashion auctions. oh okay. okay so i used to model for her and then after that so you was running around publicly in your drawers for a long time huh yes yay <laughs> I appreciate so uh, then we would do just other fashion auctions, and then we got into this group called Rock the House Dancers, and it oh, was wow. before 
before the Fly Girls. And that's where I met Angel. Okay. So we were all in that group. Then we separated. Then we made our own group, Devastation. Rapunzel has been doing hair since she was probably like 13. And so she always does my So she was like, well, no, I'm going to give you a weave. So we were running around because we went, we went to Dewberry's on Wednesday. And no one was, was there. It was like four I know, other people good, in the store was awesome. Because the stimulation... I was blinded by the sparkle. Yes, the stimulation. I couldn't even. I was like, I'm walking in, like I'm chasing my tail, walking in a circle. Literally spinning around in yes, circles. Yes, Like, I could yes. not get my shit together. Yes. The store was amazing. So, Twirl had been to Vegas for Viva. Right. But she hadn't really seen Vegas. So, no. I said, okay, well, well, we'll drive down the strip. It was good that it was after Memorial Day because... You could drive down. Yeah, the there was very little traffic. It was so nice. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna take you to the Fremont Street Experience. <laughs> Y'all, I know you saw some of the stories from there. When the lights went out, I was really scared. People thought, like, people were like, "Were you kidding?" And I was like, "No, bitch, no. I was honestly about to run." Yeah, because like, all of a sudden it just went, and I was like, "What the fuck?" What? Like, I that was an honest, real life hood girl reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be turning the lights off and shit and me thinking that there's nothing wrong. It's too many people, okay? I was skirt. Yep, and if you've never been to the Fremont Street experience, there's all kinds of stuff it going on. Yeah. It was so much fun. The so, people ziplining mm-hmm. across the ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wait a minute. Oh, when's I got my hair done? Day. Yeah. Sepia okay. got a super weave, you guys. It was fantastic. Thursday, we picked up Eva Mae Garnett. Yeah. Because it was a San Diego showgirl shenanigan room. Yes. Woo! Woo! And I don't know how Twirl handled two Pisces with her, but she did. Barely. <laughs> we checked in and we're just all excited. And I'm trying to be calm because that was the night I was supposed to perform. Yes. So I did not succeed at all. I'm being calm. <sighs> Y'all, Sylvia tried to kill me in Vegas, okay? She literally tried to give me a heart attack. And here's how we're in the room, everything's copacetic. Sylvia's nervous, but. You know, we have been, we've had several conversations about it. I knew this was going to be the deal. It's B-Hop. It's a big fucking deal, right? I get it. You're, you're nervous and, and it's fine and we're going to get through this and she's a Pisces. So <laughs> there's that, okay? Uh, for those of you who do not know, I am a Leo and I was drowning in all that fucking water in there. Anyway, so, you know, every, she's getting herself together and then all of a sudden she says, I can't find my costume. Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, things were being thrown, hence and askew, all over the fucking room. I'm about to call my fucking husband and tell him to go to Sepia's house and get the costume and fly to Vegas. Like, I literally was going crazy. Everyone is just in an uproar. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Sepia says, here it is on the bed. (laughs) I'm still recovering. I made me have a seat and fixed me a drink. Yes. That was just anxiety and whatnot. Just how did you not see the whole ass bag with the cop on the How? How, Sway? Because usually I would pack it in this clear little zip bag, but I put it in a more compact bag. And this is some Pisces she's, she's logic me right, some now. Face right now. This is some Pisces ass. I don't, I don't, and I don't, I, mm-mm. and 
Mm-mm. I didn't. The weave was. It was because of the weave. The weave had nothing to do with it. <laughs> That week was not that tight. My friend Angel was in the room. I hadn't really eaten. I had ordered some bacon and eggs from room service. And Angel is curling my hair while I'm doing that. And Angel has the calmest voice. She does. In the world. So while we're doing that, Angel says, so can she go to the gift store? Angel. She was I very calm and friend. I was and so, on 20, not mm-hmm. even 10. Uh, and then she performed and we all cried and stood up and clapped and she was fucking phenomenal and I she cried. was swinging the weave all over the place. I'm so glad that she had the weave because mm-hmm. had it had been your wig, I don't know if it would have survived. You did some things with your neck that I've never seen you do. Well, I was a lot of rotation. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping you were warm. Well, you know, I got the Holy Ghost in there. Somewhere, because I was lost. I can't wait to see the video, because I don't know what the hell I was doing. Oh, Lord. Anyway, it was phenomenal, y'all. She slayed. Ooh, that show was amazing on Thursday night. It was. Oh, my God. The reveals, the costumes, the creativity. They had this period piece. Y'all. And so good. The people... They had this guy come out. He was the tampon. They made a maypole out of They made a maypole. They pulled their pants, ran out of their panties, and they did the maypole. And then on the back of their panties were studded. Yeah, and they had red on the panties, and they were rhinestone. The costumes were so beautiful. The act was beautiful. Then they dragged this tampon off stage by a string. Yes. I hollered. It was the best period act I've ever seen. It was. It was. It was so well done. And that was a... My Canadian friends. They were awesome. It was so, was so hilarious. That was oh. really good. Oh, the other part, um, I escorted a legend. Yes. And my legend was Lisa Jordan. And so I had been talking to her. We had a lot in common, and she was so super sweet. Oh. And they told the legends at the, at the tech that the ones that were doing the Walk of Fame, that you have 40 seconds to walk across. Someone's going to talk say talk about you, and you have 40 seconds. My legend is like, what? What the hell? And I'm like, okay, well, what they're going to do? Right. All of the legends at Tech did what they were supposed to do. The legends showed their entire asses. It was so Beautiful good. asses off. People and- were throwing pasties off the stage. Marinko was... Having sex with the curtain. Yeah. And I had never seen that live, and it was so good to see that live. You know she's one of my faves. I love mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Tiffany Carter giving us some Listen. serious R&B soul. I will never hear me and Mrs. Jones me again either. the same way. Me. I will never hear that song and not think of her. Because I'm going to see Tiffany Carter in that gorgeous blue. Oh, that costume. All of their costumes. All of their costumes were spectacular. Gina Bonbon's costuming. <gasps> we were talking and she was telling me about how she hand-beaded all of her own things. These costumes were fantastic. Every act was a standing mm. ovation. Ended with Shenandoah. Yeah, oh my god. Shenandoah. Oh. That woman's body is marvelous. She's just fantastic. And I just, I like her anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love talking to her. Saturday rolls around, more volunteering. I have rehearsal 
for the closing number. Thank you, Bazooka Joe and Midnight Martini, for allowing me to be in that number. And thank you so much, Eva May Garnett, for calling me out and tagging me um, so that I actually got the opportunity to even be considered for being in that number. So we were volunteering. I helped dye with her hair. I, again, that day was a whole blur, too. Yes, the whole time, I think I might have eaten like three times while we were there. I lived off of Fuddruckers Veggie Burgers. And then we went and we got ourselves all dolled up for the Tournament of Teas. And I wasn't ready. Were you ready? I wasn't ready. We got to see um, our San Diego sisters. Our San Diego sister and Riss motherfucking. Oh, oh. That ass, though. Yes, that. Chris, that, that ass, though. <laughs> he's most dazzling for the whole week. Yeah. That when pink we first Panther saw outfit. Him. When, he, when I saw him in that pink, that pink Panther outlet outfit, I was sold. I was like, goddamn, them legs. Mm-hmm. All of it, the whole package, it's, it's fantastic. It, 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 it is dazzling. Mm-hmm. He is definitely dazzling. Yeah. And I do have to say, I forgot the other person that saved me is Miss Monday Blue. Thursday, she hung out with me to kind of keep me somewhat calm. Yeah. And she has a very calm demeanor. Yeah. Yes. Fun, but still, yeah. like, she's centering. She yes. was even calm when I was like winning at, the, at this machine. Oh, God. I was, I was her Anyway. Yes. We go to the competition. We got to see Valentina Orbit compete for Best Debut. Die Lovely compete for Queen. Egypt compete for Queen. And Jezebel. And Jezebel Thunder compete for Queen. Jezebel ended up getting first runner-up, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic. Her mm-hmm. costume was beautiful. Yeah. Her act was fantastic. She deserves. I have mm-hmm. stand out for Jezebel Thunder. Yes. From the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. she has always been, like, one of my biggest inspirations. So, to see her win first Mm -hmm. runner-up was just so fantastic. When people are as beautiful on the outside as they are on the inside, that's how she is. So, again, fantastic acts, fantastic Mm -hmm. costumes. Congrats to all of the winners. Congrats to everyone who was on that stage. We forgot about going to the Tiki place. Oh, yeah, we went to the Golden Tiki with... The die. Yeah, Miss D is for dangerous. Yeah, die lovely. I was good and drunk when we got back from that tiki bar, too. Mm-hmm. It was a golden tiki. The golden tiki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Thank you it so much nice. for inviting us. Thank you for taking the picture of me sleep. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, no, it was Thursday. The shelfie night. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, you know you've had a long day and a long night when you fall asleep at the tiki bar. There was music playing and yeah, everything. Yeah, it was loud. There was nodding out. We hung out with Egypt on Saturday night, Yeah. woke up Sunday, went down to the pool for a little bit, got my shit together for tech, got dressed to go downstairs to the show, got my costume and all that. So I wore something that Sepia had made again on stage for the show on Sunday night, the little fringe top that I had on Sepia made that. So thanks, Sepia. What did I wear? On Sunday, you wore that the short black Tina Turner outfit. Oh yeah, okay, with the legs. Yeah, that was such a cute dress. Okay, that's what I wore. The show was fantastic. Yes. I love seeing Pearl Noir's uh, oh. House Noir. Their act was fantastic. Their step down was mm-hmm. really beautiful. The idea of the phoenixes rising and Michelle Lamore is just flawless. Yeah, she is forever. That act left an indelible mark mm-hmm. on me. Her musicality, the way she worked, that stole. Yes. That shimmy she did mm-hmm. and the tassels were shoot to do to do with the music. I was like, this is br-. 
It was brilliant. Everything was so good. And then I got to perform and I thought that my face was going to break into pieces from the joy. I was so it was fucking so happy good watching her up there. She was in the front. I was so happy. <laughs> I was smiling so, like my face hurt. I was mm-hmm. just so fucking happy to be there. Bazooka Joe and Midnight Bertini putting that all together, getting us all together to do it. Everybody that was in the number was so awesome. This was our first Beehoff. Look at that. And what was so great about it, too, was there was someone from San Diego on the stage. Every night. Every night. That's true. Isn't that funny? I didn't even think about that. You're right. Because Shannon Doe is from San Diego. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. And then you and Emerald were on the stage Sunday and die Saturday and meet Thursday. It was like... Emerald is so fucking beautiful. Isn't she? I was looking at the... We took a picture with all of our butts. Oh, yes. Eva (laughs) Mae Garnett painted San Diego on a bunch of black panties and we all wore them. And we took a picture of us mm-hmm. with our painted butts and put it on Instagram. And I happened to, sc- I was scrolling and I saw the picture. Everyone was so cute in the picture. Mm-hmm. She's just so gorgeous. She is. And she's just such a lovely yes. person. Oh, we didn't talk about Trey. Oh, Mr. DeMarc and Knox Falls. Y'all and fucking Knox killed Falls. it. Yes. Knox yes. and that Afro piece. Mm. You want to talk about Black Femme Joy. I'm like, can I have some more Afro pics? Listen, Black Femme Joy to the max. Also, Trey going out there and all his luscious uh, selfness mm. doing How Does It Feel by D'Angelo with yes. that big-ass boa. Yes. Just giving us all of him on stage. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the after party. <gasps> and you got double back-to-back bookmark twerking butts. Yes. They were working it out at the after party, y'all. Okay, they were serving all of the children, all of the flavors. The after party Sunday, because we had gone and we were to the other ones and we're like, no, and then I'm like, we're going to go to something else. Sunday, was off everybody the hook. was off the hook. You have all these burlesque performers here. When they get on the dance floor, mm. they're going to be performing. They was like our little dance circle, and we what we, we needed a soul train line. We did need a soul train but line. But we had the dance circle, and people would just slide into the dance circle and do what they had to do. It was so um, The one man that was from um, Sweden? Yes. From Sweden that came in there and was showed. Was B-boy stuff? Yeah, showed him. No, this is how you B-boy. And it was so hot. Emerald took off her dress. Uh, so people, people was running around naked. Um, I went upstairs and changed. Mm-hmm. It was too hot in there to have clothes Foxy, on. Foxy, Lexi, just working people. She is so just, beautiful. Just, woo. Oh. Where does she get all that energy from? I don't know. She is just effervescent all the time. Like, oh my God. You know what was the good thing? Being able to put faces to people who you're friends with on Facebook. Yes. I loved that. I went up to Lola Lestrange and I'm like, hi, I'm I'm Sepia Jewel. I'm I'm one of your friends. She's like, I know. I'm fangirl. I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. People fangirling you is like people knowing about the podcast. Yes. That was killer for me. A lot of people knew about the podcast. People that you fangirl and you you know you know who I am? Yeah, that was crazy. We got to take a picture with Matt Finish at the VIP party. Yes. And we got to take a picture with Pearl Noir at the VIP party. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And I just love Iris Lamore. I just have to yes, say that. Yes, she is just 
I just love her. I love her energy. I love yes. her style. I love everything that she wears. All of her clothes are fantastic. She is so bougie extra and like all the ways that I love. But she's such a down to earth, real ass person. I will always fangirl off for her. And fine ass Redbone. Listen, when she had on them itty shorts and the fanny pack and the bodysuit running around looking like a 90s dream, she is and so cute. I mean, thank you because she she was one of the people that checked on me to make mm-hmm. sure that I was okay. And when she saw me when I came out stage, she was like, okay, well. How did it feel? Boxy Tan, another yes. one who was so supportive yes. and so sweet to yes. all of us. Frankie Fictitious is a doll. Oh, yes. Ma- sweet Belize. Yes. Sweet Belize. Ma'am. You know we love you. You and are we just the shit. see you in October. Yes, because we're going to be up there in October. Yes. Bless your heart for less is going on tour, y'all. Yes. We're so excited. Belize, you're the shit. She I is. love you. She is. Ruth or Dare, yes. Diamond Minx, Amber Lust, yes, new friends from the pool. Oh, Ellen, Candy Applebottom. She is just gonna be always one of my faves. I love you, Candy. Miss on guard. So many friends. My other favorite part was the fantastic voyage in the elevator. <sighs> Every time she gets on the elevator, she sings "Fantastic Voyage," and she's on the elevator, making the elevator more awkward. And I'm just standing there, like, "Get me off this fucking!" Yeah, elevator. because at those times, it would be when it wasn't a whole bunch of burlesque people. We got a, a bunch of people that weren't a part of Behoff to get tickets to come to the shows. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many people coming up to us asking us what was going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And where everybody was going and why everybody was dressed. And we're like, go to registration and get a ticket. It's just nice to see people outside of the burlesque community, especially in at such a specific event like that, really take an interest and, and spend their money to come and see the show. And I saw several of those people that mm-hmm. talked to us in the audience. Yeah. yeah, people were really curious about it. And that was nice. We have to talk yeah. about the panel. The Legends panel was legendary. They do not in any way, shape, or form give any fucks. They are the most fuckless people I've ever seen in my life. I hope I grow up to be that fuckless one day. Me too. I mean, calling each other out. One person wasn't allowed to say who they had slept with because there was a it was a gag order. So the other legend was like, I ain't got no gag order. It was so-and-so. And I was like, ooh. So that was a spilling tea. And someone was like, well, ask the question, well, where did the money come from for all this? One person. That mom. People talking about what happens when you do somebody else's act, slicing mm-hmm. tires, Listen. next time your face will be sliced. We learned about Telly Savalas and Vin Conti yes. and the souvenir. Yes, which uh, was her child. I never heard anyone talk in that way about their baby daddy. I really appreciated her dialogue. Me too. It was the classiest, shadiest way to talk about your baby daddy. Yes, it was. And <laughs> it's a life lesson. Totally ripped her baby daddy a new one yes. with a smile on her face. And yes. it was still heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It was great. We got to see Tony Elling. Yeah. And she's still as elegant. Yeah. <laughs> her nails. I could not get over how perfect her nails were done. She's just so perfect. The way she was talking to us and just, Miss mm-hmm. Elling, I can't with you. Mm-hmm. Between her and Lottie the Body, yeah, I just, and Tina Crap, I got to help her a little because during the intermission, I had saw her, so I went over to introduce myself. I guess whoever was with her, they were going to go to the bar to get a drink. 
So he kind of left, and so she was kind of walking slow. I'm holding her arm, and we're walking and talking. He's ready to go back to the room. He's done with the show, right? Yeah. She wanted champagne. They didn't have any champagne, so she didn't want nothing else. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll take her back to your seat. So the usher knew where her seat was. So right before she sits down, she's like, well... I need to be backstage. And I'm thinking, you can't walk back there by yourself. So I walk her backstage. The next time I see her, her escort was taking her back to the room. I had to like chastise her because she hadn't eaten. I live it on the edge. So, Stop so this. Me and her escort, you know, we're like, no, we got you. Yeah. This, this is what we're going to do for you. Right. So I left, went to the room. I had some tuna fish. I fixed that for her. Y'all living on the edge. I'm going to need y'all living. living on the- Listen, take your medicine and eat, please. Hydrate. Yeah. Mm. And Lottie the body. I love Lottie the body. That's all I have to say. She taught us some things. She taught us a lot of things. I haven't had the opportunity to try it out yet, but we'll talk about it when we try it out. I think we need to do a whole segment on that. There are two very specific pieces of advice that she gave us, and I think they are segment worthy. I think we should hold on to those two things until we actually figure out how to make those things happen. She is a legend for a reason, and not just as an entertainer. She's just a legendary lady. We could go on about all of them. Easy Rider. Side Eye Central. Yes. I live for her. Yes. Her and Gina talk about lies. Lies. This one end of the table. I'm glad we sat on that side. Yes, listen. They were letting you know when things were inaccurate, okay? Mm -hmm. They said lies and fallacy. It was wonderful. Oh, Oh, on our way back, showgirl Bette Midler came back with us on the ride back. Right, so it was showgirl Oprah, showgirl Gail, and showgirl Bette Midler. Yep, so we picked up Valentina to go back with us, and she just was happy in the back seat. Yeah, she can sit and listen to us talk all the time, but we learned stuff from her. We all kind of decompressed. And she was awesome to have Mm -hmm. on the ride back. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's some things that we can't share because... It's Vegas. And yeah. It needs to stay there. So there's that. Um, we have secrets we're not telling. We're going to go ahead and move into Booked and Busy. We got shows, we got shows, we got shows. I said last week when we were doing the live stream <laughs> that I didn't have any shows coming up. And the universe told me that was a lie. First up for me, 628, I have Burlesque Boogie Nights at Sycamore Den here in San Diego with the Whiskey and Fuego Productions. And then on 629, CP and I both are going to be fairies for Egypt Black Nile at uh, the Pleasure Chest in LA. July 8th, I have Muse Burlesque at the Copper Door in Santa Ana. On July 20th, I have Burlesque Night at Cheers and Ramona, and Sepia is also doing that show with Emerald. And then on the 18th of August, I have Spellbound Burlesque in Arizona. One of my fucking bucket list shows. I'm so excited. And what you got, Sepia? Because I know you so, Uber booked. <laughs> so, um, June 24th, I will be debuting at Burlesque Brunch. Yes! And like she said, I will be with a fairy with her on the 29th. July 28th, a very special show. Mm-hmm. Mama Peach, yes. Millie Marie's birthday show. Yes. Bless your heart for less. Bless your heart for less. So many fantastic guests. Mm-hmm. All kinds of surprises yes. and stuff. It's going to be fun. August 25th, mm-hmm. 
I will be on the road with Carnival de Sensuality. Yes. I will be performing in Dallas, Texas. That is so, so awesome. Yeah. We're so excited every time someone contacts us uh, or we submit to something and we get accepted. So if you are interested in booking CPR or I, send us an email at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail. Dot com. We'd love to be in your show. Or if you want us to submit to something, let us know. We'll we'll do whatever it is that we need to do. We're trying to dance, y'all. Yeah. And to <laughs> my um, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia folks, I will be in the area the 26th of August through September 6th. And I would love to meet some of my East Coast friends. Now we're going to move into our pasties and cake. My pasties and cake, it's several people to Egypt mm-hmm. because I was, she kept trying to find out if I needed anything and I was scared to even have the words come out my mouth, but she calmly, you know, got me in check. And I appreciate it. I love you so much. Eva and Twirl, I apologize for (laughs) making you almost pull your hair out. And Um, I didn't have a weave, y'all. I was going to pull my actual hair out. I do, but I would not have been able to do it even before four without those because I remember I couldn't even say the words so I mean be hard I can't have a better <laughs> ride or die than twirl and and die die Listen. thank you for you know the privates and all mm-hmm. the the information that you gave me all the the San Diego family everyone was so supportive yes. of each other I mean I am just so grateful for for Twirl and Egypt and Eva and Emerald and Valentina die uh, Monday. I mean, thank you because you you helped. It takes a village. It takes a village. <laughs> I love my village. Yes. My first pasties and cake is this Legends of Burlesque Then and Now book uh, that was presented by Gina Bonbon and Julie Mist that they uh, sold at and signed at Behoff. I just have to say that this book is so fantastic. All of the pictures and just the facts and the tea that there is copious tea yes. spilled in this book. They um, tell it all, and mm. I live for it. And it would take a legend to put together mm. something like this that is so fantastic and has so much hot tea. So I love this book. Thank you so much, Gina Bonbon and Julie Mist. Y'all are treasures. And then also my last pasties and my last pasties and cake goes to Die Lovely. Die Lovely is like always supporting us, like in every way. She's always been there for us from the beginning. Die Lovely gave us these awesome little clip-on mics for us to use for our podcast so that when we have guests, we can mic them up. She brought this to us in Vegas. Like, she thinks of us in that way. She's fucking coming to compete for Queen, and she's bringing us presents. Like, this is the kind of person that she is. 
I'm so grateful to be able to call her friend. She is definitely a ride or die. I love her so much and she loves us so much. And I just, I could not ask to be a part of a better community. Y'all are just so fucking fantastic. Thank you so much for everything. I would not have been able to even go to Behoff if it wasn't for y'all. Like splitting the room with you and Eva and, and, and being able to volunteer, whatever. Like it just, it was a great experience. I'm so glad that I have it. I had it. And just die. thank you so much for thinking about us. Even when I'm like, how are you thinking about us right now, girl? Like it was just that, that's, it was just the sweetest, most kind amazing thing for her to have us on her mind during that time and to give us that gift. So we're super appreciative. Thank you so much. We we are so fortunate that we came across and can call these people in, in the burlesque community, our family and our friends. Yes. Whew, what an episode. Okay. Yes. So I think we got it all. Um, we love you all. Thank you so much for being here with us. Next week will be a uh, Showgirl Sunday Dinner Reheated episode that will be on Bonfire Radio. Again, please go to our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com to get instructions on how to go ahead and be a part of that. Um, the more dinner guests that we have in the chat and or on Twitter, the better. Um, we're really trying to, again, grow the podcast, get more visibility. So please join in those conversations with us and help us out. And if you in any way can hit us up on PayPal or Patreon to, to donate to the podcast to help our growth, we would sincerely appreciate it. So come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Woo! Bye, y'all. I'm Captain. Bye. I'm Bye. Captain. No, we're not. I'm not. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags, hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website at www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, and our booking inquiries. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all of your friends on social media and leave a like, comment, and or five-star review while you're listening. We hope that you are all fully satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glitter and dinner with you all next week on Showgirl Sunday Dinner.